Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. If you're living in Longford, Westmeath, Leash, Offaly, Kildare, West Wicklow, or South Dublin, and you've had COVID, you're liable to get a text from the HSE today. It's part of a study to try and measure your recovery from COVID 19 and to gather and provide data on people living with long COVID. And that's going to happen from today. It's all part of this new state study that's been carried out. But I want to find out um, how people are living and dealing with it myself here on the show. Paul is on the line. Paul, tell me about your son, Jake. Uh, Jake is uh, is eight. Uh, Jake has had an up and down with school because when he started school, um, the first year went great, then COVID hit and he was out of school and then he was into school and was back and then he got COVID about about a year ago now, and uh, what's happened is he hasn't recovered from it. He is what they sort of diagnose as long COVID, but what it's also done is it's triggered a thing called PANS, and I'm going to read out exactly what PANS stands for. It's Pediatric Acute Onset Neuropsychiatric Syndrome, um, and uh, when, he, when this kicked off, we thought that he was we tested him for things like uh, on the autistic spectrum and all that kind of stuff because it's a swelling of the brain uh, that is post viral so he got this because of covid but then he hasn't recovered from covid either so he's dealing with the well you're dealing with the symptoms of covid without the runny nose muscle fatigue pain exhaustion brain fog and then he's dealing with pan so he has uh, uncontrollable emotions because the brain swelling affects the the base ganglia, um, um, the it, it, it triggers depression, irritability, okay. anxiety. How hard was it, Paul? Sorry, how, how hard was it to get that diagnosis? He has been diagnosed with long COVID. Uh, um, it was, it was, there was. There's no guidelines uh, with any of the GPs. Well, yeah. There's no guidelines from the HSE. There's no support. So what we had to do, it was my my wife Sarah's fight basically because she, like any mother, knows when their kids sick. She fought first and she researched and she went, she went. Oh, these symptoms don't. It's not. We had so many GPs saying it, it's probably all in his head. A lot of kids are upset by going back to school, and they're not. And they're like, "No, no, this is different. This is overnight. This is this is triggered from nothing. It is that an obsessive, obsessive compulsive issue here." We had to go all the way to London and find a remarkably expensive consultant and fly over there for two days and get him tested over the two days, bloods and everything else. And they came back with a confirmed diagnosis. And oh, so you got the diagnosis in London? You had to travel to get it there. And what's the impact of this now on day-to-day living for Jake? Um, I, I'm going to be honest with the parents it, it, because I, we didn't understand what was wrong yeah. and before the diagnosis it tested all of my patients. He would go from zero to like lashing out physically or emotionally. Uh, he, would, he would come back from school in tears because his poor little body had muscle fatigue just from being around. He, strictly speaking, only has about an hour of energy a day. And, uh, and I've lost my little boy. And we, we are now in a state where we not give in, but we understand. And there's a lot more patience on both our sides to say today is a rest day. So he does about two, three, two, three days a week at school. But uh, he crashes when he comes home. And there's upset. And there's, he, he's limited with his diet as well because he's too tired to eat to eat like he's eight years of age this parent out there listening with an eight-year-old I, I want you to consider the fact that last night again because he was so tired i had to brush his teeth and put him into his pajamas at the eight so that's the that's the impact of this because he couldn't do it because he's 
too tired. He's too exhausted. His arms are too sore. And he just, he looks at me and hands me the toothbrush and says, I can't. And it's just brushing his teeth. And like, it comes to spoon feeding him sometimes just to make sure he eats. Um, but he's, he's such a little trooper. He's such, he's such a creative, smart soul. But we know that and we're, we're past the point of kind of apologizing to school because we know there's dips in his education, but mm. we keep up with as much reading yeah. and bits and pieces as we can. But he's, so clever but we know he's going to missing a step and we don't know how to fix it we're on supplements we've got we've got our consultant over in the uk we've got him on uh, different medications he takes so many because some of the medications trigger stomach issues so he has to go on uh, laxatives and he's just got a litany of stuff in the morning in the afternoon and the evening and he's got to a point that now it's par for the course well, I have no doubt, Paul, sure from talking to you, it's obviously taken a toll on, on, on you and your partner as well. Yeah. Of course it yeah. is, yeah. It, it's, uh, and it's, it's the two combined. It's the, it's the, the long COVID triggered the pants, triggered the swelling of the brain, which is, can basically have all these uh, almost autistic-like symptoms overnight. And then the long COVID where his little body is just broken. Just broken. And you've obviously heard about this study that's been carried out now by the HSC. And I, I just mentioned the counties, the, the seven areas of the country um, where people I'm, are going I'm te- to... I'm Kiltipper, I'm so I would classify myself as South Dublin, even though I'm probably Dublin West, but I'm celebrate born and bred. So I'll classify myself as okay. whatever will ever need to get me on that survey. Yeah. I'll do it. No you want, and that, that's the, do you know, I mentioned this at the start of the programme today, and actually quite a number of people have got in touch to say, can I take part in it? You know, I would like to take part in this in this survey because, um, you know, I, I want to find out if I have long COVID. I want to tell my story. And, and yet, um, from what I can see, it, it, it's something that's, um, I think it's just going to be sent out, I suppose, to people, a link um, to people if they want to take part in it to give their information. But obviously you, you want to, though, Paul. Tanya's with us as well. Um, Tanya, you're a long COVID sufferer too, is that right? That's right, Andrea. Um, coming up on my third anniversary of getting infected with COVID. How did you get the diagnosis? Um, with a bit of a battle, um, a little bit like Paul's. When, when I got COVID uh, three years ago, I wasn't hospitalised. I didn't have very bad symptoms by any stretch of the imagination. I thought, phew, got off lightly. I, I you know, dodged a bullet there. And then realised about six to eight weeks later that I wasn't getting better. And in fact, my health was only getting worse and worse and worse. And at that point, we were in the lockdown. And so, you know, everybody's life had kind of settled down. People weren't going out and doing as much, but my fatigue was just getting worse and worse. And my symptoms were getting worse and worse. And honestly, when I first went looking for for help, no, people were just... It was an absence of information. Nobody knew what was going on. We were at the beginning of the pandemic. This was new. And and I turned to international research and, and groups and support groups out of out of the US and out of um, Asia, out of Australia, looking for people. Did they have symptoms similar to me? Was this connected to COVID? And that's when the word long COVID started being bandied around. But I remember being gaslit when I first went to doctors and they were saying, no, 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 no you're, you're just run down. Everybody's, you know, again, this kind of psycho um, kind of, oh, everybody's under strain, half of it's in your head. And I was like, no, no, there's definitely something that's mm. not in my head. It's in my body. Um, but thankfully, we've come a little bit further along. So doctors now understand that there is actually this condition that is long COVID. 
and it affects quite a lot of people, Andrea. Mm, yeah. You know, somewhere between, um, you know, and depending on the studies you read, but it could be up to about 30% of people who get COVID of any type, the miles, the, the, the in hospital on ventilation, you know, all of the different types of COVID, they could then go on to develop long COVID. The, they could be like me three years down the line. Yeah. The, 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 your day-to-day symptoms, like Paul, you know, talked about, just telling us there about Jake and like really yeah. only having energy for about an hour a day. An yeah, hour or two a all, day. all my energy goes in my voice. <laughs> I sound like I'm full of beans. And then about four o'clock this afternoon, um, I will be collapsed, like physically. Sh- often I get the shakes um, I, got, I run really hot or really cold because my whole nervous system literally can't cope because of the overuse of my little bit of energy that I have for the day. Um, and it's not just fatigue. Like I have many mm. constellation of symptoms like a lot of long COVID people and they're different for every person. So I have random nerve pain that shoots down my leg like someone has just stabbed me in the thigh Every now and again, randomly during the day, <laughs> um, which is no fun at mm. all. It's exhausting, um, I've no doubt as well. And like, exactly. are, there, are there any services, Tanya, for you that you can avail of? There, there are few. There are not enough services. Yeah. And I know this is a well-worn, you know, uh, beating the drum of there's not enough services for, for people um, for a lot of health conditions in Ireland. But this is a very significant problem because if you look at the amount of people that were infected with COVID and you just do a little bit of basic maths and you think 30% of them could potentially have long COVID Well, the Oireachtas, the government government research previously conducted in this suggested about 114,000 people in Ireland have had long COVID or will experience it in the future. Uh, And I would say that is is very, very low-balling it. Okay. Very from 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 the group that I'm involved with, we set a, up a, a group called Long COVID Advocacy Ireland because at the time there was no yeah. services oh, and, and no access, and we had to fight for them. And I would say from our membership and from people um, in, involved in our group, our, that number is is very much okay. underreported. Okay. You think it's a conservative? And it depends on where you live. It's a total lottery in terms yeah. of okay. whether you get access to just, services or not. D- like. Yeah, and just on that, Paul, just just briefly, I wanted to ask you, are, are you hopeful that the survey will help to improve services? Um, but there's, the hope will kill you, won't it? Um, yeah, we'd like we'd like just better understanding across the boards, but it's it's like with any invisible illness. We're, 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 I'm past the point of people looking at him and going, going, he looks fine. And I'm going, you've got him on his hour. You've got him on his, he's out of the shops with me, he's holding my hand, he seems fine. Or he's in the park with me and I'm pushing him on the swing, but we'll go home and he'll, he'll collapse. So um, hopefully this the survey, however long it takes, mm. will turn into a, a section of a hospital okay. or a section of a, of a medical facility that goes, yeah, we will cater for this now. We will mind these people because uh, it's the, the, the kids who, who, and parents who are dealing with kids yeah. who don't understand okay. and their GP is saying it's all in their head. Oh, I know. Going. And even listening to you, Paul, articulate, you know, Jack and his symptoms earlier, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear it. Listen, I want to thank you and, and Tanya for joining us here on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.